You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and bring you real actionable tips and strategies to help you grow your business on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today we're going to be diving into a topic that I love, and and call me a geek, but I love it, and that is keyword research, and uh, more specifically, how to find something called buying keywords. And look guys, I mean, if you're if you're if you're about to turn this off and go, "Bah, keywords, that sounds boring." It's not, I promise, because look, keywords are the foundation of just about anything related to anything related to search, right? Getting the right keywords um, established, figured out in God, whether it's PPC, whether it's organic search, whether it's YouTube, whatever it is, buying keywords are critical. So, uh, to help you uncover the best buying keywords, I have a guest today that has taught over 19,000 students online how to make money with SEO and AdWords. And uh, over the past 11 years, she's helped all kinds of companies earn tens of millions of dollars in revenue. Um, Now, she was a former senior vice president of search marketing for a very well-known national insurance company. And her role there was to literally reverse engineer and build the entire SEO strategy, architecture, everything, uh, and take back market share from massive brands like Geico, Progressive, Allstate, and uh, help 27,000 local independent insurance agencies across the U.S. today, which was an absolutely massive accomplishment. But I want to preface that and say, uh, you know, I've spent uh, a bunch of time chatting with this lady, and she absolutely blew my mind. We're not talking about strategies just for big national companies. We're talking about the real what's working today. And uh, so today's guest is Adrian DeVita. Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Derek. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to um, be here. Cool. Now, before we get started, um, can you expand on my introduction? I mean, I, I gave the, the, let's call it the commercial introduction, but, you know, share your journey as an entrepreneur. How did you get online and, and become this absolutely massive wealth of search engine marketing and AdWords knowledge? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, personally for me, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, I joined the military. I went into the Navy, and I actually went in the Navy to go to college, but that didn't happen. I was, I went to electronics and electrical school, and then I was stationed on a ship, so I went out to sea, and I got out, and then I wound up coming to California because I was in my um, A school here, and I, I'm in Southern California now. I've been here for quite some time. I I have kind of a technical background, but I also have a legal slash administrative background. So it, it, it really kind of set the pace for where I am today. I got a job. I, I finished college. I got my degree, a Bachelor of Science in Information Technology, majoring in network and telecommunications. My goal was to get a network job. I I landed a job when I was going to college. I had a 4.0, and my instructor, the professor, thought highly of me, said, you're you're amazing. You're so intelligent. Are you looking for a job? And I already had a job. And he said, I want you to interview at AT AT&T. 
I did, and a few months later I landed the job. I monitored 14,000 servers at AT&T, but I really pestered the senior technical director to get me over into the network group where I loved my job. I, I finally got the job in networking. But a few years into that, AT&T started laying off uh, people, and I knew I, I had to go to work every night, and I commuted an hour there, an hour back, to train 19 men in India to take my job and lose 20% of my pay. I saw it coming, and during that time, I got pretty frustrated with how long it took me to finally get my college degree, and I started teaching myself internet marketing. I, I did something that I don't recommend other people do. I actually took a second mortgage out of my home. I've invested over the last 11 years $300,000 in my own education. I've belonged to some of the wonderful groups out there. I was a StomperNet member, um, a, a member of Leslie Rohde and Dan Thies' Marketers Brain Trust. They're just amazing people. I'm extremely, extremely white hat, and, uh, you know, I, I taught for some of the, uh, the big people out there. Uh, Howie Schwartz, Onik, Singal, uh, helped do a million-dollar launch with PPC Classroom. I uh, had 12 coaches, and we had uh, 19,000 students ran the back end of PPC Classroom and helped the students, and I just love teaching. Teaching is my passion, as well as helping clients make millions of dollars locally, nationwide, and globally. Wow. Okay. So... And we've been chatting for a while, and you've just c c totally blown my mind with your depth of knowledge in, in in SEO. And and again, I mean, I've been I've been around this world for so long. Um, I've talked I talk to SEO people all the time, and there's a lot of people that claim to be SEO, and then there's there's people like you who are operating at a whole different level of SEO. And uh, you know, I I'm going to have to get you back on this this podcast because. Uh, you know, today we're we're going to talk about keywords, but there's so much more we need to talk about. So much more I want to get out of you. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. so that being said, um, let's let's talk. Uh, let's dive in here. Sure. And first of all, actually, before before we get into it, when we talk about commercial intent and buying keywords. Let's just start at the beginning because we have a whole range of people that are listening, right? And if right. we just dive right into, you know, commercial intent keywords, people are going to be like, what the heck are they talking about, right? So w what is a buying keyword? How is that different? You know, what is commercial intent? Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll go over the um, this site that I, I forgot to mention, trustedchoice.com. That's something after I stopped teaching Online, I had a multimillionaire approach me, and he wanted me to um, take over market share from Progresso, Geico, Geico, and Allstate. And they, the, we landed it. He helped get an eighteen million dollar contract, and basically, they thought a whole team of SEOs were behind the scenes building this, you know, this this website and the architecture. But it was just me sitting in my office at home, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but you know, he, he's a great guy. He believed in me. And at first he said, well, let me make sure you know what you're doing first. And we built two local websites and I ranked them very easily because local is like, I can do that in my sleep. It's a piece of cake. And, um, I proved that. And then I negotiated and they gave me a million dollar contract after I proved my, myself. 
and he was a student at PPC Classroom, by the way, so everything is kind of interesting how it falls into place if sure. you're in the right place at the right time. And if you, if anyone goes over to semrush.com and you put in www.trustedchoice.com, you'll see when the site was launched and where it is today. And I trained a team to take over after the three-year contract was over. So getting the million dollars was nice, and um, having that to have under my belt, it was a fun project. And I'm kind of a geek too, and I'm a data-driven, white hat-only person. I don't do anything black hat. I don't do PBNs. I don't do any of that stuff. So um, if you look at that site, buying keywords um, versus non-buying keywords, you really need to use a tool that I've been using for a decade now online, and that's SpyFu. I believe in SpyFu, and Mike Roberts, the, the, both the owners of SpyFu, they're amazing. It's a tool I can't live without. Trustedchoice.com, I use SpyFu to do that entire site. And if you look at the rankings and the keywords, there's commercial intent. So I never, ever have used a Google Keyword Planner, never. Uh, for me, it's kind of a, I don't, I don't want to call it pointless, but it's kind of pointless for someone like me um, who really wants to know the click data. I want to know how many clicks, if I'm in the number one position organically, I want to know how many clicks I'm going to get in the number one position, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I want to know who my competitors are. I want to know how many clicks they're getting. I go for the biggest, biggest amount of clicks that I can get. Um, search volume is a good indicator, but if something doesn't even have a 1% click-through rate on PPC, why do I want it? My competitors have tested with their millions of dollars, and they have told me, how many advertisers are paying for this? What's the history of the advertisers? If somebody's willing to bid on a keyword month after month, years after years, after years I know that's a buying keyword. If it has a 3%, 4%, 5% click-through rate, I know that with the ad history and the amount of advertisers and the search volume is indicative of, is there enough for me to even go after? It has to have thousands of monthly search volume versus hundreds. I'm not even interested in hundreds. Then I go and I take that based on the data, and then I geo-target it if I want to rank locally because I want a piece of that pie. It's worked every time for a decade, and the Google Keyword Planner that tells me there's 10 searches a month, the Google Keyword Planner doesn't give you any of the information SpyFu gives you, not not any of it at all, for you to be successful online. So if you know how to use SpyFu correctly, mm -hmm. you can get buying keywords and then geo them locally or rank nationwide and even globally. Well, SpyFu is only for the UK and the US, but I had a UK client for an e-commerce site that we helped turn around with SpyFu uh, in the UK as well. So um, it's you have to look at the data for commercial intent keywords versus just the Google Keyword Planner, which, by the way, is skewed and it lumps and rounds up an additional ten thousand search volume keywords and ad groups, which is uh, skewed anyway. So I go by clicks, click through rate, advertisers. Um, those are my main keywords, as well as ad history and how long somebody's been paying for that. Okay, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm going to try and summarize the absolute wealth of knowledge you just exploded on our Sorry. list. On a <laughs> Said too much. Huh? No, no, that was awesome. That was awesome, right? Um, so if we, so basically when you're looking for a keyword, you want a keyword, obviously, like at the bottom line that gets results, okay? And yep. your measure of results isn't 
anything to do with search volume from Google Keyword Planner or anything like that. You go straight to SpyFu. When you go to SpyFu, you effectively look at a keyword and they're going to tell you um, who's buying ads on it, how long they've been buying ads on it, and then you can see how many clicks that you're going to potentially get in month if you're in the first spot, the second spot, the third spot, and so on. That's and organically. That part is organically. Organic. First part, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you're also looking for a click-through rate of sort of a, sort of 3% and above. If it's well one one percent is a minimum, depending on the keyword, but it has to be at least one percent. Anything less than one percent, I don't bother with. Gotcha. Okay. And so the the philosophy, the methodology behind this is if somebody has been paying for a keyword for month over month, year after year, obviously they're making money on it. Um, Absolutely. And it's a buying keyword. There is commercial intent there. Um, people are buying on that, but it has to have enough volume. Okay. So and advertisers and, and and advertisers. So you know it's funny because this it's it's counter per. This is very different than how a lot of people look at keyword research because they're looking for keywords where there isn't necessarily a lot of volume. They're, they're focused more on long tail, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So so where do you sit on long tail or? Do you go by sort of the philosophy that if I rank for a higher volume one, semantically I'm going to get a lot of the long tail anyway? So that's a very interesting question. I love that, that question. Thank you for asking it. Um, so what I do is I, I love a keyword that has like 10,000 to 50,000, uh, 100,000 monthly searches. So I do look at like if, if something has a volume of 30 monthly searches, I don't waste my time with it, even if it has a 10% click-through rate because I'm not going to get enough traction locally. Um, nationwide, I might go after it just because it has a 10% click-through rate. But as far as additional buying keywords, you want to plug your competitor's landing page right into SpyFu, and you can glean their other additional keywords for that landing page that you can see how many clicks you'll get organically, and you can integrate those into your content. I can tell you right now, a lot of people, they go overseas, they look for cheap content, and content is everything. You really, off-page content, on-page on content, unique content, use Copyscape. Please use Copyscape. I don't care who you hire. People, people don't always tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And integrate those additional keywords into that landing page. So 1,500 words of unique copy. Put at least, so you have your primary and your secondary keyword. Your primary is your title tag. Do a subtitle with your secondary keyword and then put an additional three to five keywords that are all related for LSI latent semantic indexing and you'll rank one page just by doing that with some natural content that's at a high school level writing, nothing advanced because Google wants us to write at a high school level for uh, the majority of the markets unless you're a, you know, a doctor and you'll rank one page for 10 to 20, 50 to 100 keywords. And you don't even, because of the LSI and because of Google's language learning, you will rank a page for a keyword that's literally not even on that page if you do it right. So make sure you use SpyFu, clean those extra buying keywords that your competitors ranked for organically and tested through PPC and put them into your 1500 words of copy and you'll see over time if you do your internal linking structure correctly and your off-page uh, social media marketing and content marketing strategies that over time you will build authority and those pages will become so valuable that um, 
they will bring you in a lot of traffic for a variety of keywords, not just the couple keywords that you wanted to rank for. Okay, awesome. Now, and I think just naturally here, we're going to start going down some other rabbit holes away from just purely on keyword stuff, because I mean, this is going to segue into so much stuff. And so one of the things that you mentioned here was local versus global, right? So um, how does that work? So if we pick a keyword, you find a keyword, um, what are the activities that you're pursuing differently for local versus something that you want to rank global? Sure, not a problem. So for global, what I usually do is you don't have a physical address. And if you do, you just usually have it on your contact us page. You don't put it in the in the footer. You won't necessarily use schema. Um, and you're you're gonna you're gonna have different parameters for global and it's where you're getting your links from. You know, a lot of black hat people, which is not who I am at all, eleven years, haven't gotten one site hit, you know, knock on four mic in eleven years for a client, for any clients whatsoever, which is why people hire me. Um you want to get different links from different areas. Now, I've tested this with the UK client. Some SEOs will say hosting doesn't matter. That's a lie. It's not true at all. My um, my client in the UK, his brother has a very successful e-commerce site, and their developer said, we're moving hosting, and we want you to come with us. And I told my client, don't you dare. Don't you move hosting from the UK. I will kill you if you do that. His brother did, and they moved hosting to Ireland. And that's the only change they made, and he lost all his traffic in that geo-targeted area of the UK. Wow. And yeah. So, I mean, you have to test, but ask people who know what they're doing that have experience. You know, it matters. So you don't do a lot of local citations unless you want to rank locally. So with a local site... You need to do citations. You have to build trust flow. You have to add continued 1,500-word pages of unique content and build authority. You have to do social. I call it social SEO. I mean, social media is a dirty word to me because it takes a lot of time, but you need to have about 15 to 20% of your backlinks being no follow. So um, press releases, press releases are all no follow, but they can if you use a good press release company, they can get you some links that stick, and that's a different variety of social. So Google Plus, I've tested tested this as well for my clients as well as my sites. As soon as you add a page of content um, to your website, and people will be like, "How do I get it indexed quickly?" Well, you first of all, you go into Webmaster Tools, and you have go to the Google Fetch and have it fetched immediately. So enter that page in there, and within minutes, your page will be indexed in Google. But secondary, go and take your new page of content on your website, especially if it's a new website. Put it into Google+, make a unique title with your key, you know, a keyword in there, but something unique, something that doesn't necessarily exist on that landing page. One of those extraneous keywords you found in SpyFu, put it in the title, link that article going over to that landing page. That landing page has an internal link that goes to one of your core service pages and that's going to help that page rank just because it's a Google Plus property, which is really huge. I do that in Facebook and Google Plus. Um, Twitter just is penning a deal with Google that there's you know, you'll see Twitter results are showing up in Google search engines. That's going to become more prevalent as well. So start using Twitter. I wasn't a Twitter fan. I'm becoming a Twitter fan because it's going to matter even more. So um, since they're being incorporated into that, local, Google My Business, 
get it, get it done, optimize your, your um, business information, put some keywords, do not put your keywords in your title tag um, because that's going to hurt your Google My Business listing. Get 10 reviews over a period of three months and once you do that and you put your keywords of your services in your Google My Business listing, that is going to help you as well as getting citations. It's going to get you in maps and it's going to get you in the new three pack on Google My Business organically. But you have to, for a local business, you got to set up Yelp. You have to set up Yelp. Yelp is about 20, 25% of most businesses now. Don't do Yelp PPC. They don't have their act together yet. Um, you can't bid on keywords. You'll never know what keywords were bid on. They only bid on categories and it's not drilled down enough for you. You're going to throw away your money. Yelp, sorry, Yelp, but you're overpriced <laughs> and you don't know what you're doing right now. So um, schema, definitely on a local site, you have to add schema now. It tells Google where you're at. It solidifies it. The citations are going to get you into the three pack on Google My Business and Maps and you have to add the unique content with the internal linking structure. Don't choose keywords that you say, well, I want to rank this page and this page and this page for the same keyword. No, it doesn't work like that. You pick one page and you you only rank that one page for that ad group, so to speak. So if you are using the keyword, keyword, Google Keyword Planner, you'll see how Google puts them into ad groups. Well, that page is an ad group to Google. So don't build five pages for the same keywords because that's kind of black hat also. And you want to do your blog post with a different anchor text keyword that links to that page. And um, it doesn't even have to be on that page because you've already told Google what that page is about. And they're going to say, oh, that keyword relates to this page. And it does on that grouped keywords that we have on that 1,500 uh, word pages of content. And then that, there's a link that goes to your core service page. That's all follow links that's going to build juice to your core service page over time. And then you then you want to focus on a lot of more off-page off stuff. So does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was again absolutely just exploded um, information there, and uh, and I can't even summarize that. So everybody, you have to go okay. back, rewind that, listen to it, rewind it, listen to it, and take notes. Like there was, that was like a, an SEO local SEO condensed course. Um, yeah, it was. That was that was freaking awesome. <laughs> and, and as far yeah, as far as global or nationwide strategies, that's a whole ball of wax. That just saying, you know. It's, it, it is about where you're hosted, host in the United States if you're trying to rank nationwide, um, but also focus your backlinks on the United States. But there's so much more to that. That's something that if somebody wants to rank nationwide, they, they would have to contact me and probably get a, an advanced business strategy report to do it right because there's it really depends on the niche and the competition for me to make my best recommendations on how you can take over nationwide. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, um, since we're sort of covering all bases here, let's talk a little bit about backlinks because, sure. um, oh my goodness, backlinks, where do you even start? So, you know, first of all, there's the, there's all, the camp that's saying backlinks don't matter anymore or don't focus no. on backlinks. And I, I don't buy that one little bit. Where do you no. sit on this? No, I don't. That's not true at all. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm using it right now. It's doing extremely well. Um, again, white hat strategies, the best way to get backlinks, which I know a lot of people have a hard time doing, and, and I don't cold call anybody, um, is to go to people in your niche and offer to give them free content to put on their website. So write a 1,500-word article for them. Um, it's so valuable. I, um, I hate to give away my secret. I never give I, – I don't give – I think I've given in 11 years two people my 
where I get my writers from, but I'm, oh, you have me. I feel badly if I don't give it away now. (laughs) I'm going to tell you who I go to, and I swear if they can't write for me anymore, I'm going to be really upset. (laughs) (laughs) I I got my pen ready. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) The best writers in the business are over at thecontentauthority.com. The Uh, Content Authority? The the contentauthority.com. Okay. All right. And if you if they if you want a direct contact, um, gosh, I can't believe I'm telling you. Her name is Faith at thecontentauthority.com. Tell them Adrian sent you, and you can't see the writers. You can't communicate with the writers. She will ask to see some samples and their prices for certain niches and what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, they are just amazing. It's Faith F is in Frank A I T H. Like I have faith. Yeah. Uh, faith at thecontentauthority.com. That's who I use. I've tried so many different writing sources, and most of them are horrible. Sure. So um, that's who I use. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So as far as backlinks, you know. You've got to get on the high DA sites, and there's a lot of bloggers out there that you sorry can get get on what kind of website? Oh, high authority um, sites. You want to get on high authority sites, like <laughs> if you want to get on, you know, a, a site like I don't know, Social Media Today, then write a social media post that's 1,500 words that has some killer keywords in it because you did your research. Give it to you know that the top people over at social media today and ask if you can just get a link back to one of your inner pages Mm -hmm. that is 1500 words that you send an internal link over to your core page and you know get that post i mean so you pay 100 150 dollars for a 1500 word article if you wanted to go do a i'm sorry but a stupid pbn which i don't do pbns i know there's a lot of people out there to do go for it i'm not interested in spending $10,000 to get 20 high authority PBNs. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to manage it. I don't want to have to do different personas. I don't want to have to worry about black hat. I know, I know a certain amount of percentage of PBNs get shut down every month. So you need a lot to make it work. If you do it this way and you provide value and it's a great article that you controlled, they have unique content that you don't put on your site. You control, you know, let them choose the anchor text link. It's not going to be a keyword. Don't worry about the keywords anymore because why? It doesn't matter what the anchor text is off your page anymore. What matters is that you just got a link going to your page. Let the, 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 the influencer choose it. And that link that goes to your page, that's you just want the juice because you've already optimized your landing page and your internal linking structure. That is what you need to worry about. Get a raw URL. Get a brand URL. Get some extraneous keywords that don't even matter. That's how it works now because that's natural. So um, that's how link building works. Provide value. And you'll get those links for a mere pittance. So, and I, I totally agree. And now... Was it last year or sometime over the last year? Google kind of poo pooed guest posting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. effectively, this is guest posting. Effectively, it is guest posting, absolutely, because it's a, on a high authority DA80, DA90 um, site that you wouldn't otherwise get. So if the trick is, well, I wouldn't call it a trick, but the strategy is. Go. I use SEMrush for everything also. Go into SEMrush if you're considering a site. Look at the chart. See if they've ever gotten hit by Google. If their traffic is climbing, go to them and offer a 1,500-word article because Google likes that site. Mm. So that's just the bottom line. It's as simple as that. If you're going to, um, you know, 
I don't know, pick a site. If a site has been hit by Google and their chart graph shows that it's down and it's dead, don't bother. Don't waste your time. Yeah. They've been hit. They've been hit. They didn't come back. You want a site, and I don't just go based on authority. I go based on is there traffic climbing and do they have authority? And you don't want to get a link on an already existing page because what these people do is they share these posts so many times that um, it starts to build page authority over time. So you retweet it, you Facebook share it, you know, share it on LinkedIn and so forth. But you've got to do the due diligence. It's not like you're cold calling and writing a webmaster with the old SEO spyglass tool, which I love SEO spyglass, but it, I can't even use it anymore because it hogs up my PC and crashes it. Um, so, you know, I, I have so many paid tools, but, uh, you know, I don't contact webmasters or anything. I go for people that I know, um, they know what they're doing and they're already there and they exist and they can, you know, make it happen for me with that one page can get me hundreds of shares and that juice builds over 90 days, over six months. It's not like, boom, oh, I got this link and it didn't work in five minutes. No, it's going to take time and it's going to build. But guess what? You don't have to worry about it sticking because it's going to stick. Mm-hmm. It's going to build authority, unlike your PBNs and those crappy directory backlinks and those link farms that Google hit because of Penguin. Um, you don't want to worry about that. I have a, the client in the UK, the e-commerce guy. We took half a year because he hired three bad SEOs, and there's a lot of bad SEOs out there. I'm sure everybody knows because I've heard it from business owners that you know hire me, and, and, and they, I have to turn their sites around. Well, that costs a lot of money for me to do because – it's a pain in the butt to yeah. clean up bad SEO work because all those link farms. Um, and they're not just overseas in India or the Philippines anymore either. There's a lot of bad SEOs in the United States now. And it's it's disheartening because integrity and ethics, I mean, my morals matter more than money. So, um, you know, we cleaned up 50,000 backlinks in six months. And I told the client, do not hire me if you do not have one year to invest in this. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't be impatient because you're going to get on my nerves. And he did, he did, but I love him. And we, we're still very close today. He's awesome. His family is a family owned business of 20 years, but he wasn't patient. And I told him, I said, you have to be patient. This is going to take time to turn it around. And now they're making probably about, an, I think another $500,000 a year and their sites turn around. They were going to have to shut down their business. They're in wow. business now to stay. And he has a, a legacy now he can leave to his daughters. And, um, yeah, I love turning businesses around and making businesses profitable. I'm helping a client with AdWords right now doing the same thing. He's been, he's been, Google actually helped him with his AdWords campaign. And oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how painful it is for me to go through this campaign and fix it. That, <laughs> that Google themselves, Google themselves, oh, we'll help you with your shopping. We'll help you with your search. And they have duplicate keywords in multiple campaigns. This one ad isn't running. This isn't running because of this. The ads are horrible. They're going to the homepage. Google did this. I was shocked. I mean, I'm still shocked. I worked on that all night and I'll be working on that for months to clean it up. But you know, another multi-million dollar company that I could probably add another million dollars by turning this whole thing around and then working on the SEO on their site. So yeah, don't, I, I don't want to say don't trust Google because Google is our bread and butter, but you know, hire somebody that knows AdWords and SEO and don't, I hate to say don't trust anybody, you can't trust anybody. (laughs) Well, I I mean, here's my philosophy is is I'm not going to take advice from – and I've done a lot of AdWord campaigns. And whenever I've talked to a rep in AdWords, I mean, this is somebody that's learned from a manual and has typically not actually ever gone out there and ran a real campaign for a real business themselves. 
Right. Yep. You know, so (laughs) definitely don't want to learn from them. Um, So next question for you, as we get into this, and you've mentioned this a few times, and I want to dig into it, is the no follow, do follow. Right. So you're saying 20% no follow, 80% do follow. And yeah. uh, of course, we have very, you know, we don't have a lot of control over that in some cases. But, you know, my experience has been is so many links these days are now just automatically set to do follow or to no follow. To so, no follow. so how are you getting 80% do follow when, I mean, even my website, you know, so many of my links are no follow. So you do a podcast, you do a lot of social media, and social media is predominantly no-follow, so you've got to diversify it. You've got to go to people in your industry that um, are following, you know, that do want to share and are benevolent and offering them something of value. Like, let's say, for example, you want to do follow link. You um, were you did something on um, Udemy, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you want to approach Udemy and you want to give that interview about how great Udemy is. You could go to them um, and say, I did this podcast with one of your instructors. Would you like to put this podcast on your site and offer them something of value? And if they do, you just like a link back to the page where you have that. And then on that page, you'll have a link going to whatever your money-making page is, you know? Yeah. So Udemy will give you a follow link, and they're, I don't know what their DA is. I'd have to look it up, but I'm guessing it's pretty high if they have an external blog. Yes, yes. So just for an example, you're providing something of value. You give them the podcast, and you say, I give you the right to use this wherever you want to help you get more business and show them how this instructor on Udemy, I call it Udemy or Udemy, Udemy, whatever you call it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the proper pronunciation, sorry. But yeah, so whatever your niche is, let's say you own a, you know, let's say you own um, a restaurant, right? A local restaurant and you want more links back. That's kind of easy because you you know you're going to be on Yelp. You know you're going to be on Google My Business. Those are the two most valuable properties for a local site that you can possibly have. You're going to do citations. Those are also follow links. So they're all follow and they're extremely valuable, especially like Brown Book, uh, Manta, they're Manta, Manta. I mean, there's certain ones that are just really valuable. Yahoo, Bing. Um, you're going to want to be in the premium directory listings because those are extremely valuable. If you're a lawyer, you're going to want to be in the lawyer directories. If you're a dentist, you're going to want to be in the dentist directories. Those alone um, <clears throat> are extremely valuable. But I know my dental client, he actually gets a lot of links because he donates to a lot of schools, local schools, charities. He helps a lot of parents out, and they love him, and they link back to them from their websites. We're talking about education sites and so forth. So whatever your industry, think about maybe something benevolent you can do for someone. Mm -hmm. I know that in one of the groups I'm in, uh, one of the marketing strategies was to do a press release, which are all no-follow now, so they have to do no-follow if you're doing a press release. Some of those links stick. It's also a portion of no-follow, but you talk about something benevolent you did. Get the word out there and build your brand. Uh, Some of those people are going to link to you through follow because you did something like the example uh, was given. Do something with um, a dog. Say you, you did a rescue with an animal or you donated to an animal charity. If you're passionate, if you're doing healthcare, senior citizen healthcare, do something benevolent in the community for senior citizens donate to a food kitchen, give your time to a food kitchen and, you know, and and then tell people, here's my website, do a press release and then ask them, Hey, you know, would you, 
would you know would you maybe talk about how we did this and here's the article on my website and the link to you i'm not saying it's easy mm-hmm. but it's valuable and if you write them an article that they can put on their site what all these people are looking for is content so invest you know 3 1500 word articles a month look for a site get them to agree say what would you like the article to be about have it written they post it you control the keywords in it and you'll get three link links back a month that's extremely valuable and they'll all be follow links and i think you know one of the key mind shifts here as well is we're looking at quality not quantity and right. and so what you're talking about here is going out and yeah you're like oh, i'm going to invest all that time for a link but a high authority link one link from a super high authority website is worth an infinite amount of crap links and they're going to stick and they're there permanently, particularly when you're dealing with big organizations that don't, they're not going to take that content down. So, you know, when somebody says, really, I'd write an article, I would do something benevolent for, for one link. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that, that, that's such a, that's so huge and it is permanent. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit one more time here, and you know we're running out of time. Um, but you know, here's the the question I get all the time, and that is the look. I'm I'm a small business, or I just started an internet business, right? And I'm selling my widgets, or you know, my eBooks, or whatever that may be. And I'm creating a website, and I've got lots of good content that I'm publishing and stuff like that. But when I look at my keywords, and I look at the first page of the SERP, I'm just seeing really massive websites. How am I ever going to compete? So you need to so you have your homepage and then it really depends on how you build your structure and it depends on your niche it depends on your competition so there's the domain authority of that competitor site and then there's a page authority of that site so sure that has history the domain has history the um the page of the homepage has the most authority usually and then you have the page authority look at the backlinks that go to that page that's ranking on in the SERPs. So if you look at the top, I usually go for the top three to five positions. That's where I want to be. The, the number one position organically is the most, actually. And the number one position, PPC, it used to be tire kickers, but it's not anymore. It's buyers in the number one position organic um, paid. But um, you want to get in the Google three pack. But if we're talking about the, the top three organic positions, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's the page authority on that page that's ranking? What are the backlinks? Again, go to SpyFu. You can see the backlinks that are on that page. Now, if they're using PBNs, you can't see them because they're hiding it in the HT access file or the robots, um, usually HT access because it's so black hat. But if a page ranks, we can't go by PR anymore, unfortunately. But look at the authority. Look at the backlinks. Look at how much content they have on the page. Look at what they're giving on that page, what that page is linking to. You can reverse engineer anything. So let's say that that page that's ranking on page one is a PA 10. I know in six months I'm going to beat you, if not three months, on a PA 10. I'm going to send three to maybe four backlinks of at least a a DA 50 or higher, and I'm going to bump you, and I'm probably going to get in the number one position. So over a three-month period, 
you can also look at their backlinks. Say they have three, there's so many people in the top three spots that are ranking for a sub page on their site, not their home page, that you can easily beat if you just reverse engineer what they have on that page, the, the authority and the quality of backlinks, see if that page was ever hit by Google. You'll know right off the bat what you need to do to beat them. I mean, it's so easy. Sometimes I think, gosh, why don't people understand this? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's only a numbers and quality game. That's it. So, you know, you can beat a Yelp page over time. You can beat, you know, a, a Yellow Pages book. I, I did a sweepstakes page and I beat Publishers Clearinghouse for a client of mine. He, I got him over Wells Fargo and for Publishers Clearinghouse, um, you know, on a sub page and his home page. So it's just a matter of redefine your page, niche it down, make your ad group concise, have a blog where your permalink doesn't say, you know, you have one blog page on your site, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. All your blog permalinks should just be, you know, root URL. If you're starting out with a new site, don't build on www. It's a subdomain. So don't shoot yourself in the foot unless you already have your trust flow and citation flow on that, then keep it. But from there, your blog content should be your permalink structure, URL.com slash, and then the title of your article. No longer keywords in the URL. Unless it's your core services page, make that URL as short as possible. It's all about what's on the page. Your title tag is the most important thing. URL tested this as well on e-commerce. We put numbers in the URL and ranked the crap out of these product pages. The URL didn't even matter anymore. Mm. It was all about the title page and the content and the amount of content and quality and how Google sees that uh, landing page, the time on the page, the bounce rate, click-through rate, and so forth. So um, I don't even know. I always go off track. Sorry, did I answer your question? Well, yeah, I, I, and the next five, so we're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Well, actually, that brings me to one more um, Okay, I promised my last question because that was my last question. But you said something else that tweaked me, sure. and, that, and that is yeah. that is engagement. Now, uh, how much of an impact is engagement with pages having on rankings? So it really, you know, I know some of the other SEO experts, and I recently uh, just read something actually today about somebody who said certain things don't matter anymore. Google saying they don't matter. I don't believe what Google, when, whenever Google says something doesn't matter, I always take notice of that and I know kind of it matters. So, yeah. you know, there's over 200 plus algorithm um, ranking factors. And if Google wants to hit you with something, all they have to do is put a filter in. And they put a filter in, like when I did the car insurance industry, Allstate lost like $62 million worth of their traffic in one fell swoop. Google put a filter in, anybody ranking for the key term car insurance was gone gone. There were, at the time, there were 183 car insurance sites out there, um, and they were all gone for months, and some of them still haven't come back full force, and that's when the Mayhem commercials came out. So, um, yeah, you just, I mean, you. what was the question? I it was <laughs> It was surrounding engagement, like people actually, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. are they measuring that? Yes, yeah, so guess what? All stage traffic started coming back because a lot of the people were watching the mayhem videos on Allstate and the engagement was high. So uh. engagement engagement matters. Having video on your site matters. Keeping them there, giving them value and and you know, I believe in crazy egg. I believe in crazy egg till the cows come home because crazy egg will tell you the engagement, will tell you how long the time to click. Um, 60% of all your traffic is mobile 
mobile and tablets now, and that's only climbing. I've seen some sites 70%. So watching, going to analytics and looking at the behavior, the flow through to where they abandon and putting crazy egg on the pages that were abandoned is very, very important to your time on your site because I have seen a correlation with client sites and my own sites of rankings where when they stay on the page longer, they go add to cart or they buy a service or they pick up the phone and they call you, they, they hit your phone number. Um, those pages rank better. So just because Google says something, I don't believe it because I'm so data driven that when the engagement happens and the call to action also happens, those pages rank better. So, but they also must be quality pages and they also have to have some authority as well. That kind of goes hand in hand with everything we've discussed. But I do think behavior, time on site, click through rate, call to action, having your mobile phone number be click to call, please add that code. It's so simple to add that code in every phone number you had because that's going to tell Google you took a call to action, it was relevant, and it's going to matter to your to your to the rankings because all Google cares about is user engagement and providing quality in the SERPs to um, match what you search to make sure you got what you wanted. Right, perfect, excellent. Um, so, wow! <laughs> just for everybody listening, you, I, I just got more information out of this interview than out of like SEO courses I paid for in the past. So. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> that was awesome. And uh, now we're running out of time, and uh, I'm I, I'm not going to ask any more questions. Although I really really want to. Um, but the one thing I do need to ask is, where do people find out more about you, what you're doing, how they can learn from you? I appreciate that. Yeah, my um, my business website is digitalmediacube.com, and what I am currently offering and it's it's kind of new I've got some training in there now but I I really want to hear from people I want to know what do you want to learn what do you want me to teach you for a really low price every month um, and I offer I, for only $47 a month and there's um, a Q&A where I you know you can talk to me as long as you want ask me a million questions a hot seat where I pick one person but what I want to know is other SEOs out there and other online marketers whether you're a business owner or you um, want to build your business or you teach or you do SEO for your own clients I want to help people get back to white hat ethical marketing online it's really important for me and I love 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 teaching um, it's kind of a passion uh, of mine and I also offer a business strategy report so if you you know you've got to have a competitive competitive analysis strategy report if you if you're lost if your business is failing if you don't know what you're doing if you're just getting started ordering a competitive analysis and strategy report I'm, I'm not gonna say it's cheap because it takes I personally do it. It takes me a week. Um, if you're interested in getting a competitive analysis and strategy report, it's a 70-plus page report. gives you your keywords, your architecture, tells you what social media you should do, what you shouldn't waste your time with. Um, gives you your, you know, your. we look at your top competitor. Um, if you're interested in that, I also offer that. What I did especially just for your um, listeners, Derek, is... Everything I've outlined, well, not everything, just the buying commercial intent keywords, I did a special report that um, I believe you said you were going to offer as a download link right underneath this podcast for people to download a PDF so they can understand and look at real-life examples of what a buying commercial intent keyword is in the PDF just for them. And in that, in the footer, they'll see links to the to two things I just mentioned for my website. 
Wow, that that is awesome. And uh, Adrian, thank you so much for sharing so much with our listeners uh, sure. in, in such a short period of time. I mean, honestly, I just wind you up and let you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> I do talk fast. Oh, that was awesome. Fortunately, uh, because people are listening to this, they can they can control the speed at which they listen to it. So they can slow <laughs> us right there, rewind it a few times. Great. But again, thank you so much, Adrian, for being here sure. today. Thank you for having me. It was, a, it was a pleasure talking with you, Derek. I think you're awesome and everything you do for the industry is, is very ethical. And that's important for me to work with people like that. So thank you for having me on. It's, it's a blessing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was search engine marketing expert and authority and Google AdWord expert, Adrian DeVita. And as always, uh, any of the links that I mentioned in this interview will be included in the show notes along with the download that uh, Adrian uh, so kindly put together with us. And I had a look at it and it is absolutely packed with valuable information. So if you want to grab that, head over to entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast and uh, you'll find the link to download that in our show notes. And uh, I would highly recommend if you're listening to this or you're driving whatever, find a way to make a note to yourself to go there and download that. And uh, again, if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe if you're an Apple user on iTunes, if you're an Android user on SoundCloud. And uh, if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, leave us a review. That is the fuel that gives me the momentum and motivation to continue making this the best info pod packed podcast for digital entrepreneurs. And uh, just to wrap things up, guys, a reminder, the only way you are going to get any results with all of the information you got here, all the tips, all the strategies that Adrian so kindly shared with us is if you add that final ingredient and that final ingredient is action. So as you're listing, make a list of the things that you're going to do, the things that you're going to take away, start applying to your website to start increasing those rankings, start getting more of that organic traffic, that pay-per-click traffic. So go forth, take action, apply what you've learned and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. 